we're, we're jumping into a the final week of this series. I was telling somebody yesterday, um, at least over the last 12 months, um, one of my favorite series was the first series that we went into, right, as we were heading into the pandemic. And I think, if not my favorite, my next favorite series has been this series that we have been in the last couple of weeks and the way that God has been speaking to us uh, with this idea of failure to launch. I don't know if you've seen the movie Failure to Launch, and it's about a young man that's like, I think he was in his 40s, and he's still living at home, um, and he's, he's failing to launch into adulthood, right, into accepting responsibility and becoming um, a man, an, an adult. And so we've been talking about this idea of what it looks like sometimes when we fail to launch into the life that God has planned for us. And apparently, there was a similar disorder going on in the church, according to the book of Hebrews. And so in Hebrews chapter 5, he says this, he said, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. But instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. He said, you are like babies. Paul's like, he just cut throat, man, when he's talking to this group of people that are failing to launch. He said, you're like babies. You need milk. You can't even eat solid food for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food, watch this, solid food is for those that are mature, who through training have skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And so Paul's writing to a church here, to a group of believers that instead of maturing, and taking on the responsibility of discipling others, there was apparently this significant problem with believers in the church who were not becoming skilled in the word of God, who were not spiritually maturing. And, and, and Paul's saying you're remaining babies in your spiritual maturity. He was really saying you're failing to launch. You're failing to launch. You're like the, the spiritual episode of the movie. You're still sitting at home. You're still a baby. You're still drinking milk. Paul's saying you ought to be devouring the meat of God's word. And the truth is, this failure to launch disorder is still happening in the church today. That People are hesitant to launch out into what God's calling them to do, to grow, to spiritually mature into the person that God's created you to be. It's like at the first sign of discomfort or inconvenience, we, we back out. We step back from growing into what God's calling us, even though Jesus is constantly pushing us and challenging us to launch out into the deeper things of God. There was a story. Jesus was walking along the shore one day, and he notices some of his disciples, and they've come up on the shore. They've just come back from fishing. They're on the shore. They're cleaning their nets. Jesus walks up to him and he asks him if he could use his boat. So they jump in the boat and they push out a little bit. And Jesus begins to teach as he would do to the group of people that are surrounding him. And as he's done, he says this to the disciples. He says in Luke chapter 5, verse 4, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Launch out into the deep. I think this is similar to what Paul is saying to this church is it's time to stop living in the shallow end of the pool. It's time to launch out into the deeper things of God. Stop being a baby. Stop living on milk. It's time to start devouring the meat of God's 
word. And for many of us, we can't do that. We're, we're hesitant to, to launch out of the shallow waters of spiritual immaturity, of a lack of sacrifice, always being focused on just self-satisfaction. And we're, we're never growing in our relationship with God. I want you to know today that God is calling us into the deep into the deep, into the deeper things of God. You can't expect dramatic results while you're content with the shallow waters of spiritual complacency. I think perhaps our greatest obstacle in seeing the miraculous power of God, of seeing the supernatural, of seeing the deeper things of God in our life oftentimes is our own apathy. We're, we're, we're not willing to go through the rigorous preparation that it takes to launch in to what God is calling us to. We all want success without sacrifice. We all want revelation from God without isolation. We all want a platform and to launch immediately into what God has for us and to see the things that God has prepared for us, but we're not willing to go through the process of preparation. And this is why I want to close out the series is I want to talk to you about preparing to launch. Preparing the preparation that comes before you truly launch out into what God has for your life. For most of us, for just about just about every one of us, you think about on launch day for SpaceX's Dragon 9, or I don't know if you were a kid and you would watch the day launch day for the space shuttle it was always a big deal, right? Your eyes are glued to the TV and the media is making a massive deal. Like this is the day we've been uh, waiting for. Just a few weeks ago, I told you, um, I was all geeked out about SpaceX's launch a few weeks ago as they headed to ISS. And I was watching on YouTube and geeked out because it's, 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 it's cool. And, and I love when they get to that launch sequence and it's three, two, one, blast off. And for just about all of us, this is the day that's, this is the day we've been waiting. This is the exciting part of launching into space. But the truth is, for those astronauts that are aboard that space shuttle, that spaceship, the truth is, the training started years earlier. The preparation was years earlier before they got to that final launch day. Many of them, in fact, had already had careers as Air Force pilots and other sorts of, of uh, careers like that. And at the very least, if they do get chosen as a candidate into NASA's astronaut program, there's at least two years of training, of preparing themselves for this day when we all get to watch three, two, one liftoff. And so the excitement of the launch is preceded by this intense preparation. In fact, Megan MacArthur, one of the astronauts who just launched off, I believe it was last weekend, she was doing an interview, and so I was watching it because I just started really getting into what it took, what was the preparation like preparing you for such a huge moment in your life. One of the very few people that have ever actually launched in to space. And she says, the crux of, us, of it for us is feeling prepared and participating. She said, it really comes down to training. She said, we actually train our way into 
that seat, that seat. You spend literally hundreds of hours preparing in every possible way. In fact, she went on to describe all the different systems that they have to learn. They literally will break things just so that they have to put them back together. And it's, it's not to, to defeat them. It's actually said it's actually to build you up. She said, you prove to yourself that you have the ability to work when maybe some really terrible things are happening and to make your situation better. It's not just systems that they have to learn. There's actually all kinds of classes that astronauts have to take. They have to learn medical procedures. Many times they have to give speeches. And so I don't know if you know this, they actually have to take public speaking classes. They have to take language classes because sometimes they may need to talk back and forth with like the Russian Mission Control Center. So there's all this Preparation. If you're going to successfully launch, preparation is essential. You know this, that the higher that you go, the more pressure there is. And so if you want to go high, you have to, you have to prepare. In fact, one of the things they do is they actually train them in submersibles, and they'll put them deep under in the ocean and submerse them because they're training for high pressure inside of the spaceship. In fact, that leads me to my first point. If you're taking notes, write this down. In order to properly prepare, we have to understand that what goes up must first go down. Now, I know you've heard of Isaac Newton's law of gravity, or you probably did when you were in school, and that is that what goes up must come down, right? But the truth is, in the kingdom, as you're preparing for what God has for you, the truth is, is that what goes up must first go down. A few years ago, actually it was probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, Sonia and I were in New York City, and it was just a few years after 9-11 when the Twin Towers were attacked um, by, by the terrorists. And we were there, and they had demolished all of the buildings. In fact, they had already started to dig the hole for the foundation where ultimately today the Freedom Tower stands, 1,776 feet tall. Well, when we were there, they had just finished digging out the bottom of this massive hole. In fact, it's 185 feet down below ground level that they dug out because they were preparing to build the tallest building in the country at 1,776 feet. What they knew was that whatever goes up must first go down. In fact, they knew that the height that they wanted to reach would depend on how low they were willing to dig. And can I tell you, that's what it's like in our relationship with God. The higher that you want to go, we can say it that way, the higher that you want to go, the new heights in your relationship with God are going to require you to dig deep, to dig, to dig deep. And this idea is actually found all throughout Scripture. David said it like this in Psalms 42. He said, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. I want you to know there's actually in the depths of your soul, there's a deep part of God that is appealing to the depths in your soul. It's deep. It's God calling you. You felt this before when God was calling you to a deeper relationship with him because in order God knows in order for you to launch into everything that he has for you in order for you to go up you got to first go down I want to challenge you this morning to dig deeper into your relationship with God 
If you want to be sustained at the heights that God has for you, the future that God has for you in your life and your family and your career and your success, it's going to require you to dig deep into your relationship with, with God. What goes up must first go down. It's like the upside down. It's the, it's, it's the inverted kingdom. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. Jesus said it like this. For those who exalt themselves, they'll be humbled. So one way or the other, Jesus is about to say, you're going down no matter what. And so if you choose to exalt yourself, try to just get somewhere on your own, and your arrogance, you're going to be humbled. But those who humble themselves will be exalted. We say it like this. When we go down in humility... We recognize our need for God. And this is actually the first step in launching. If you want to launch yourself, I know many of us got grand ideas of what we want to do. Even holy aspirations of what we want to do for God. It start, The first step, it starts with you humbling yourself. And so maybe you want to go to new heights when it comes to serving God. You're waiting for an opportunity where... You'll be able to use your gifts and make this big impact. Oftentimes, though, the first step is to humble yourselves and just serve God in whatever way is needed. This is how it works. God doesn't, there's not an elevator ride to success. There's not just an elevator ride to the heights that God's wanting to take you. It starts with you just finding wherever, and it may be the most humble beginnings. But you just humble yourself and you watch God exalts you. It's servant leadership. Some of you are called to leadership. You're called to lead in your life, in your home, in your career, at the church. Jesus was teaching people servant leadership, that in order to go up, you must first come down. Some of you have aspirations in your business and at work. Can I tell you, oftentimes, you know how the promotion comes, the fulfillment of your dreams come? Oftentimes, it comes by you first serving someone else's dreams, by you humbling, if you will humble yourselves. This is Jesus' words. Jesus says those that humble themselves will be exalted. So sometimes you're starting off on the bottom ring of the ladder to success. You're humbling yourself so that God ultimately can exalt you, can launch you in to what he has for you. Second, properly prepare to launch. You have to understand, write this down, that success is preceded by sacrifice. Like I should say, success is always preceded by sacrifice. You think about like elite athletes, right? Think about the elite athletes in whatever sport that you enjoy watching. CrossFit, UFC, football. These people are willing to go where no one has ever gone before. Like these guys are putting in the work. They're getting up early. They're fueling their body just right. They're working out consistently, constantly, two, three, four times a day. They're running drills. They're practicing the different moves. They're, they're sacrificing. And so what you see is their success. You see the national championship. You see the Super Bowl win. You see the NBA championship. You see the win in the ring. But sometimes what you don't see is the sacrifice that paved the way for their success. Successful businessmen and businesswomen. Yeah, you see them and they're in the top office. And they got the beautiful massive windows that overlook the city. But what you don't see is the behind the scenes where they have sacrificed 
over and over and over again, paving the way to success. Preparing to launch means making sacrifices. It may mean you sacrificing sleep so you have time to work towards your goal. It may be sacrificing comfort so that you can serve God in a way that pushes your boundaries. Success is always preceded by sacrifice. See, sacrifice is part of the rigorous preparation to bring you in to what God is calling you to. We all love it as they're showing it on the TV the launch sequence, but what you haven't seen is the hours of sacrifice that those astronauts have put in to finally be able to enjoy what only a few other people have ever enjoyed. Can I tell you, there is another level in God that will require additional sacrifice. If you want to experience the things of God that you've never experienced before, it will require another level of sacrifice. Watch Peter's response. Jesus tells him, launch out into the deep. I feel like this is what God is saying to all of us today. He's saying, I want you to launch. I want you to leave the shallow waters of safety and comfort and complacency. And I want you to launch out. And this is what he tells Simon Peter to do. I want you to launch out into the deep. And Peter initially responds just like all of us respond when God calls us to another level of sacrifice. He says, master, watch this. Luke 5, 5, Master, we've worked hard all night and we've caught nothing. Listen to some of these athletes when they do their interviews and they have put in the work and they have exercised, they have sacrificed, and they still haven't won the championship. They're still not wearing the belt. They would say something like, man, we have worked and we still came up short. Master, we've sacrificed all night. This is what we do in our Christian walk sometimes. God, I've sacrificed. I've put in the time. I've done the work and I still haven't seen the life that you called me to. I still haven't seen the, the dreams come to pass that you put in my heart. We've worked all night and we still haven't caught nothing. And Jesus saying, I want you still to go to another level of sacrifice. This is what God's saying to somebody today. I know you're tired. I know you may be worn out. I know you haven't seen everything God's called you, but now's not the time to quit. In fact, God's saying now's the time to up the level of your sacrifice and your commitment. Yeah. See, the, the path of, of spiritual growth and the riches of Christ, this is not a passive path. If we want to know God in a deeper way, if we want to launch out into the deep, then we're going to have to do the things that's required of us in order to bring that to pass. These things are the spiritual disciplines or the disciplines of the spiritual life. A successful launch is it's ultimately brought about by the grace of God. But so many people confuse God's favor and grace that God's just going to automatically grant them into the level and the position that he's called them into. It doesn't work that way. That's not the way that grace works. Dallas Willard said this. He said, grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. And so I'm not saying that we can earn our way into God's favor. I'm not saying you can earn your way into a deeper relationship with God. What I am saying, though, is grace actually gives us the strength 
to produce the effort that is required for us to attain the heights that God has for our life. Success does not come to lazy people. And your spiritual success and the places that God wants you to experience Him are not going to come when you're choosing to be complacent, focused on yourself, mediocre, and lazy in your walk with God. It will come from rigorous spiritual disciplines by you taking time when you're tired still finding time to pray to walk with God instead of just come on instead of just like browsing through the word of God it's taking time to study and to devour God's word this is where the deep things of God lie that success is always paved by the road of sacrifice think about King David David's called to be the next king of Israel right this is what God's going to launch him into in fact, Samuel the prophet comes and he anoints David. David, you're the, he anoints him. You're the next king. And you know where David goes from there? David's family sends him right back to the backside of some mountain to shepherd a bunch of sheep. David's got a sacrifice. God's saying, you're not just going to be granted the kingdom. You're not just going to lead as the next king of Israel. There's going to have to be some sacrifice on your part before you enjoy this level of success. And so David's sacrifice, in fact, he sacrificed his own life one day as a lion comes and attacks his sheep. He defeats a lion. Next thing you know, he sacrifices his life with the bear. He sacrifices, watch this, he sacrifices his life when he comes and he serves the current king, Saul. A man that hated him. A man that tried to, literally tried to kill him. David still, he's, he's sacrificing. He's there. In fact, he's the one that Saul would call when he was angry in a bad mood. He'd call David in to, to play music for him. David had an opportunity one day to kill him in a cave. And yet he sacrificed. He chose not to touch God's anointed king. David, one day, is out on the battlefield to meet his brothers, the next king of Israel. And he notices that the giant Goliath is defying the armies of God, defying the name of God. David, again, he sacrifices. He may lose his life, but he puts himself out there and he sacrifices. This is what the, the road to the kingship looked like for David because sacrifice is always, or success is always preceded by sacrifice. This is good news for some of you. <laughs> this is good news for some of you because some of you have been sacrificing. Some of you have been through some real tests in your life. I want to say this ought to encourage you today because success is always preceded by sacrifice. I believe that some of you have been sacrificing. You've been making the commitment. You've been putting the time in. I want you to know you're paving the way for the success that God has for your life because there are parts of God's kingdom that you will only experience when you sacrifice. In fact, I believe the heart of God is more fully revealed to you when you're willing to sacrifice in pursuit of him. And then if you're going to prepare to launch, write this down, number three, is you have to consecrate today for miracles tomorrow. We're talking about preparation. We're talking about preparing to launch. We're talking about being prepared for what God already has prepared for us. It comes through humility, it comes through sacrifice, and then it comes through consecration. The word consecrate means to set yourself apart. The word consecrate means set apart for something holy. 
And there was, there's, a, there's a story in the Bible where God's people are they're literally getting ready to go into a battle. In fact, the next day, they're going to go into a, a major battle. And God's words through their leader, Joshua, he said, consecrate, in Joshua 3, 5, he said, consecrate yourselves today, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. So we all want to see the miraculous things of God in our life. We want to see God's power revealed in our life. We want to see God do miracles in our life. We want to see the extraordinary things of God. We want to know God in a deeper way. And God's saying, if you'll consecrate yourself today, if you'll set yourself apart, if you'll set yourself apart for something holy, if you'll consecrate yourself today, you'll see miracles tomorrow. Jesus himself did this. Prior to Jesus launching out into his earthly ministry, we know that Jesus, before he does that, Jesus is John the Baptist, he baptizes Jesus. Jesus comes up out of the water. We hear the voice of the Father look down and say, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus is about to launch in to the next three and a half most impactful years in all of history where he's going to see the blind receive sight, the dead raised to life. Like, there were so many miracles that accompanied, accompanied the life of Jesus that John tells us all the libraries in the world could not contain everything that Jesus did in three and a half years. Jesus was about to launch in to his earthly ministry. Watch what, watch what happens. We hear the voice of the Father, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Watch this. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. The Father was saying, Jesus, I want you to go consecrate yourself. I want you to set yourself apart. Consecrate yourself today, and you'll see miracles tomorrow. This is what God's calling us to in our walk with him. God's calling you to set yourself apart, to set yourself apart. I know you're busy, you got all kinds of things going, life is moving fast, but God's calling you daily to consecrate yourself, to set yourself apart, to find time alone with him in the busyness of your schedule, to make sure that you have set yourself apart with God. In fact, this wasn't a phenomenon. You looked throughout people that were successful and and had amazing things happen throughout their life with God. There was always a period of consecration that preceded the miraculous events that transpired in and through their life. You think about Moses, who was called to lead God's people out of Egypt, right? The great deliverer. After Moses is chosen, he's anointed to do this. He's born, and this is what he was born to do. God sends him into the wilderness for 40 years. He's consecrating himself. He's setting himself. Moses, if you'll set yourself apart for the next 40 years, some of you are like, God, not that long. If you'll set your, luckily for Jesus, I think it was only 30 days. For 30 days, Jesus, you're going to isolate yourself. You're going to separate yourself so you'll see miracles. Tomorrow, the children of Israel, they exit Egypt. God sends them into the wilderness. That wasn't punishment. That wasn't, listen, some of us, we think when when we're set apart and we find ourselves in places of isolation, that it's the punishment of God. That's not God's punishment. That's God's preparation for the promised land that you are about to walk into. And some of us miss out on some of the most powerful moments of our life with God because we think that God has left us. He's deserted us. He's 
put us out on an island all by ourselves. And God's like, no, this is where you're going to be formed. This is where you're going to be prepared for the promises that I have for your life. God's saying, this is a place where I'm going to prepare you for what I already have prepared for you. If you'll consecrate yourself today, you'll see miracles tomorrow. Set yourself apart. NASA's uh, journey to Mars includes preparing astronauts to cope with several months of isolation, confinement, and extreme environment. They go by the acronym ICE. Isolation confinement, and extreme environment. In fact, they brought in a psychologist that, that they actually run these tests. And in order to see how you'll react and your mood and behavior in moments of isolation and extreme environments and, and moments of confinement where literally you're up there pretty much by yourself. You're away from every. And the only way that they can mimic that is they would stimulate this incredible isolation that astronauts would face in those long journeys on the continent of Antarctica. And they literally will take astronauts out there and they'll see how they'll react to being in complete isolation. And, and, and they're, 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 they're studying how they're gonna react. What's their mood be like? What's their behavior gonna be like in these moments of isolation? Because yeah, they're gonna get to launch. They're gonna get to see things that no one's ever seen before. But they've gotta be prepared for that moment. That's what God is doing in some of your lives right now. This is part of our spiritual formation. The, the greatest moments of your spiritual formation will come in the most darkest times of your life. You think that God's abandoned you, but God's growing you. God's strengthening you. He's growing the roots in your life. These are the most impactful moments in your life. God is preparing you. Everybody wants to be at the top. You know what they say about being at the top? They say it's lonely at the top. It's lonely. And you're lonely right now. You're in a place, oh, I feel this right now. You're in a place of isolation and confinement. You're feeling distant. It's because God's going to take you to a place. God's taking you to new heights where it may be lonely there, but God's already prepared you for that moment. He says, consecrate yourself today, and you'll see miracles tomorrow. Megan MacArthur, she described her first trip into space. And what I didn't know is that in, their, in the process of them traveling to wherever they're going, it's extremely busy. She said, the entire time, like you're so focused, she said, you don't even get a chance to really look out the window. She said, it wasn't until I was operating the robotic arm that I had my first chance to actually stop and really gaze out the window of that spaceship. She said, it was unbelievable. She said, earth looked just like it did when they were showing me in my first and second grade. It was beautiful. And she began to describe the beauty of what she's seen. And then she said, what stuck out to me the most is she said, I saw this thin layer of the atmosphere that surrounds the earth. She realized like this layer that she'd read about, she'd studied about that literally protects planet earth. She was seeing it visibly for the first time. None of you have seen that with your own eyes. We've never experienced that. That's what I'm telling you is God wants you to, to see some things that you've never seen before. To experience things in your relationship with God that you've never experienced before to experience new heights, new depths in God. And all those years of preparation, those moments out on Antarctica when she was isolated, confined in extreme environments where some of you are at today, it was preparing her for that moment when she got to see something that only a few of us will ever get the opportunity to see.
Your moments of isolation are the greatest moments of revelation that God has for your life. I know you feel distant, you feel isolated. It's in those moments that you will see God like you've never seen him before. Don't run, don't run back to the shallow end of the waters. Don't run back to what's comfortable. Don't run back to what's familiar. What if you launched out into the deep? Jesus said, if you'll launch out into the deep, there's a catch. In fact, the disciples that day caught so many fish that they had to call all the other friends to bring all their ships. Their nets were breaking with the amount of fish that they were catching. There are blessings. There are places in God that you never thought were possible if you're willing to sacrifice, to humble yourself, to consecrate yourself. You will see things that you never thought were possible in your walk with God. You will see miracles in your life that you never imagined. You'll see a life that you never thought was possible if you'll prepare yourself for what God already has prepared for you. Probably the most mysterious book of the entire Bible is the book of Revelation. I'll be honest with you, I still haven't figured that book out. It's it's full of mystery. You know where God gives John, the writer of Revelation, you know where he gives him this revelation? He's literally, as, as one of the disciples, he's been condemned to die. And they take him and they place him all by himself on the island of Patmos. He's there alone, complete isolation. But it was that moment that John is given the book of Revelation that we have. Like he sees things that no one's ever seen that we don't understand even completely. What John sees is in those moments. It's in those moments for the Apostle Paul who wrote probably two-thirds of the New Testament. Most of it, you know what it was written from? Most of it was written in a place of isolation. He's literally in a prison all by himself and God begins to reveal to him the mysteries of who he is what he wants to do to the church. This is what I'm trying to tell somebody today. If you'll consecrate yourself today, you'll see miracles. God's calling you to set yourself apart. Not to just what you ordinarily do. I wonder what ways you could leave here today and say, God, I want to set myself apart. I want to find more time to be alone with you. I don't want to be so busy that I miss out on the opportunity to experience you like I never thought was possible. I'm closing. My last scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and everybody quotes the first part of this passage. It says, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, no human mind has conceived. Watch this. The things that God, what? He has prepared for those who love him. God has already prepared new heights, new places, new experiences for you. It's things that you've never seen. You never heard you. It's never even entered into your mind for you to be able to imagine what God has in store for you, what he already has prepared for your life. But watch how it comes about. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. These don't come to just the ordinary person. They don't come through your own natural means of you figuring out the things that God has for your life. These things are only revealed to us by, watch this, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. God's saying there are some things that the natural man cannot see. There are things in God that are not known to the natural 
man. There, can I say it like this? There are some things that you'll never experience in the shallow end of your faith. There are some things that require the Holy Spirit to reveal them to you. And revelation oftentimes only comes in a period of isolation. So I wonder in what ways you could begin to discover the glory of the presence, the power, and the personality of God. If you would consecrate yourself today. I want you to stand with me this morning. Today, God's calling us to prepare to launch the intense, rigorous amounts of time, of dedication, of consecration that are required for you to launch into what God has for your life. I feel like today God's just, he's calling us to leave the shallow end of our faith. I don't know what your spiritual disciplines look like. I'm just asking you to launch out a little bit deeper. I don't know how often you spend time with God, how many moments you spend digging into God's word, setting yourself a time just to meditate, to focus, to deepen your relate. What I'm calling you to do today though, no matter where you're at in your, in your walk with Christ, no matter where you're at in your journey of faith, today Jesus has come along the shore and he's saying, I want you to launch out 